Welcome back to The Ron Show for Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. I'm your host, Ron Roberts, on the America One Radio app and on AmericaOneRadio.com. Our website, RonShowATL.com, in case you ever want to go back and reread some blogs or catch some audio from past shows, guests, and whatnot, we've got them all. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, I'm going to uh, be speaking with Donnie Edwards with the organization Hunger Has No Religion. I think that's a pretty important uh, organization to reach out to and talk to as we head into a really cold snap of weather uh, over the next few days. I don't know if you've seen, we've got temperatures dipping into the teens overnight. Folks are going to need places to go, and oftentimes they don't want to have to deal with the religious litmus test. Not to take away from the faith-based organizations that do offer meals and places to stay. We just know that that's not always an option for our most vulnerable particularly the LGBTQ+. So we'll talk with Donnie Edwards tomorrow about his organization and options that are available to those that we may know or cross who need to find shelter, a warm meal, over the next few days or throughout the wintertime. Actually, while we're thinking about uh, cold weather and mindfulness, that there are others who are suffering, some we see some we hear, some we know. It's also uh, a time of reflection as we head into the heart of the holiday season. We are in uh, day three of Hanukkah, and we are just, again, four shopping days from Christmas Day. And a lot of folks will be traveling about to see their loved ones, to celebrate their preferred holiday. I prefer to say happy holidays only because I know, uh, well, being agnostic, I don't really, I don't really have a religious home for the holidays, but uh, I, I do uh, absolutely understand that we live in a society that gets a touch over Christmas. And what I mean by that isn't so much about, uh, I'm not just, you know, talking about the story of Jesus' birth, uh, how a lot of the rituals we enjoy now uh, in encircling that celebration are barred from pagan holidays and rituals, but also aware that there are those who are currently celebrating Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, just around the corner. There are, there are like more than a dozen religious holidays between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and yet there's, you know, the annual war on Christmas that the folks at Fox News uh, feel the need to saber rattle about. Also, being someone who, in my late 40s, finally, and I would say probably late, uh, embraced the need to reach out to strengthen my mental health, I also keenly am aware, now more than ever, how the holidays can be a really hard time for folks, too. I uh, lost my mother nearly 12 years ago to gallbladder cancer. Uh, my two grandmothers since passed away. Uh, my father and I have a very distant, if at all, relationship. I'll let you behind the curtain a little bit. He and I do not share DNA is not my biological father, but in every sense of the word, he was there the day I was born and was my dad. However, since my mom's passing, our relationship is just distance. Uh, 
I would, I would argue that you know, my dad didn't embrace seeking mental health options for himself to overcome that loss. He grieved heavily for quite a while, withdrew from family functions, never really got back into that fold. Uh, didn't make himself available whenever folks would come to town to celebrate holidays with the remnants of the family. And so uh, I, I stand here today, uh, just a couple of months shy of turning uh, 49 myself. And like, there's, there's no family to celebrate Christmas with for me. So uh, I have suddenly become keenly aware that Christmas can be a really sad time for folks too. And I try to always be mindful now that I understand that a little bit more, that whether someone is lonely, whether they're poor, whether they're struggling with loss or grief, it's so important to keep all of that in mind when we celebrate. And it feels as if, from a societal standpoint, it's inescapable. A lot like during an election season. <laughs> Those political ads are just inescapable. But now the stupid red bow on the hood of the car commercials are inescapable. The Santa commercials, inescapable. The PS2 commercials, inescapable. The warm and friendly family gathering grocery store commercials, holy crap, they're inescapable. I can't even go to bed and watch the Golden Girls anymore because the damn Hallmark Channel is inescapably into Christmas movies. And we're all supposed to go back to our little hometown and meet some handsome dude in a flannel shirt who's going to convince us to leave our big city jobs and go live with it. Ain't happening. I tried. I, I, I did it, you know. Went back several high school football games while we were in the playoffs thinking, maybe my Hallmark moment will be here. Now, nope, inescapable. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, uh, it would be nice if, it would be nice if society were just a little more aware that we're not all sewn up in our large family gatherings. We're not all fiscally able to do what is, I guess, a societal norm. And it just sort of makes me want to beg folks to be a little more mindful of that. I remember when I was a kid, I want to say it was my third grade teacher, Miss Montgomery, who I adored. Love me some Miss Montgomery. I remember her saying to parents uh, in her class, to try to be mindful of talking to their kids so that when we came back from Christmas break, we weren't going crazy about all that was under the tree for us. And I grew up in a, I would say a moderately low middle class family. My parents, you know, provided all they could for us. And whatever the big gift item was that year, they generally came through. Don't even know what kind of a struggle it was for them to do that, but they generally did. And I do know that my parents kind of got a hold of their credit issues, credit card issues, you know, 
uh, late in my teens because I became aware of what they all had to do to put things under the tree or to provide for us. Um, but yeah, Miss Montgomery was, was, was the first one to kind of teach me about uh, showing some modesty about possession because there were always going to be that one classmate that I would know of or three to five or however many more that weren't going to have the same kind of Christmas. I always think back to uh, the, 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 the Sanford, I think it was Sanford and Son, or maybe I forget, maybe it was a comedian, uh, an African-American comedian who would opine that like, uh, ain't no white man coming down chimneys in my neighborhood. Uh, and it was it was a funny quip. I don't. I want to say it was Sanford and Son, but maybe it wasn't. Uh, but it it made me think too about you know the 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 sort of um, I don't want to say childhood trauma, but the sort of uh, callus that would build over a wound for kids in need who never saw the same kind of Santa Claus that other kids did whether they saw those kids enjoying that Santa Claus on television or in their class or their Sunday school or whatever. And to be honest, well, let's be honest. We've really let this train not just leave the station, but steamroll downhill fast. The excess is absurd. I have gotten to a point in my life where I just appreciate spending time with the people that I want to spend time with that want to spend time with me. Like my friends and I, we're getting together Christmas Eve. I bought a turkey. I got to remind myself to pull it out tomorrow to thaw. Uh, I got a turkey. We're going to have a Cajun spice turkey. I'm so looking forward to that. And uh, we're, you know, having some other folks bring some side items and it's just a bunch of us who get together and enjoy each other's company on Christmas Eve. <clears throat> Tomorrow night, I'm going to a uh, a, <clears throat> a karaoke party. I, 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 are we singing Christmas songs? I guess we're singing Christmas songs. I'm looking forward to that. Get to see some people. We'll do a little uh, white elephant gift exchange. I mean, that's fun. That's cool. I enjoy that. But I also know that I have, uh, you know, a couple of clients who don't have family to go home to. Some neighbors too. And so I always try. In fact, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, <clears throat> while I was making plans for the Christmas Eve dinner with my friends, my friend Ludwig said, hey, have you thought about, I'll leave that person nameless, uh, Joe, have you thought about Joe? Not really. Well, Joe was at Ludwig's Thanksgiving dinner. And that was cool that Joe was invited. I had not even, like, Joe's not part of the, the, the group that we all normally hang out with, but Ludwig said, well, Joe's probably not going to have plans for Christmas Eve either. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm not tight with Joe, but you ask Joe uh, what Joe's holiday plans are. And if Joe doesn't have holiday plans, then I'll invite Joe. Or he can, I don't care. I don't care who does, you know, nobody needs to be the hero. God forbid I once again be uh, <laughs> pinned as the white savior. Uh, the right wing loves that. Um, but uh, I, I, I appreciate that that Ludwig is conscious enough to know that 
uh, you know, Joe may not have a place to go for Christmas Eve. And I think that's super cool. Being newly divorced, having no family of my own, and over the last couple of Christmas cycles now, holiday cycles, I should say, uh, finding myself without, you know, a whole lot to do to piece together. Last year, I just left town and went on a cruise. This year, I'm going to try and dip my toe back into the holiday stuff. But I definitely have learned to be more mindful of those who uh, don't have the same outlets we do. Man, society makes this such a tough time of year. Between the seasonal affective disorder and the holiday blahs, I just hope we're all a lot more mindful of the struggle that other folks are going through. I was talking with my buddy Zach back in Myrtle Beach today, and he was talking to a lady who has nothing to do Christmas Day. She's got nowhere to go. And so he said, I think I'm going to ask my wife if, if this lady client can come stay with us for the day or come have dinner or something like that. And he said, my wife's going to think I'm so weird. And I just said to myself and to him, well, Zach, that's just you. That's just you. Now make sure she's not hot. But <laughs> but that's that's Zach. That's his big heart. That's just the way he is. And that's such a mindful thing, man. That's to me what any whatever religion you ascribe to, that's what the holidays are supposed to be about, right? Modesty, mindfulness, worship whomever you worship. But the best face forward you can give for whoever you worship or whatever you're celebrating is by sharing the goodness and humility with others, however you can. More on show after this on the America One Radio app, AmericaOneRadio.com. Incidentally, for those who don't know, my full-time job is that I am a realtor, a real estate agent with eXp Realty. And you can dive right into the latest listings, get your home value checked out, check out open houses by visiting me at ronontheal.com. Even share some uh, blog posts that has me focusing in on the real estate industry and trends. Obviously, interest rates are climbing right now, which has a lot of folks thinking, oh, that means the market's going to go south. Mm, Atlanta's, Atlanta's a different animal. Money Magazine actually says that Atlanta is the number one place to live, the best place to live in the United States. And by 2040, there will be two and a half million more of us living in Metro Atlanta. There's like six million now. That's a big chunk of people coming in the next 18 years. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, 18 years, that's that's a long way from now. Do you know it was 18 years ago we were all jamming in the club to a new song called Yeah by Usher, Lil John, and Ludacris? Yeah. <laughs> Not all that long ago, right? Life moves pretty fast. Ferris Bueller, thank you. Currently, we are seeing mortgage interest rates at or above 7%. That's a far cry from the below 3% figures we were enjoying the last two years, but they're not all that different than what they were in 2004, 18 years ago. And by 2040, if you pull the trigger on a home purchase or a rental income investment property today, you'd be either done with it if you chose a 15-year mortgage or more than halfway through a 30-year note with equity growing by the year in a local housing market needing space for two and a half million more people by 2040. What I'm saying is what you buy now is likely going to be wildly more valuable in 2040 or even 2030. It really is good to be number one, especially if you own your own home or a rental income property or both in Metro Atlanta. Hit me up, Ron at rononthereal.com, 843-283-0078, Georgia MLS 396-720.